0: the Crown Conversations, the podcast. This is your host, AJ.
1: It's your boy, Big Mouth.
0: And we have a very special guest with us tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Nadira. Hey, Nadira. Hey,
0: what's hey. going on? What's going what's on? Up, y'all? What's going on? So Jenna is on the way and Kayla is handling some business, so
1: we're
0: going to make it shape. <laughs> I'm so excited to actually have you here. It's been a minute in the making
2: yes it has i'm so glad to be here with you guys too you know i love this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to y'all be going in and i love it well i appreciate you <laughs> oh my god thank you it. for making
0: time for us i know that you are busy
2: of course thank you so much for having me
0: so before we get into our interview with nadir of course you know we always start off our episode with the Jester of the week this week are we have two so our first one is Weak Mill. I mean, Child. Meek Mill. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: this shade this Negro I'm sorry.
0: I'm so sorry. Well, you are a tree. <laughs> oh, God. But nah, it, it's definitely warranted. So the reason why Meek Mill is getting Jester of the Week is because he just um, released a song. Mm-hmm. And he has a bar in the song. I'm going to read the bar to you guys. It mentions Kobe in like a negative light. So he said, this bitch I'm fucking always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't ever showed me. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe.
2: That's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I Okay, so I haven't heard the song. Okay, I haven't I heard said, it either. No, nah, I haven't heard it. Uh, So I did see uh, people in an uproar about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is offensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm going to always play devil's advocate. Okay. So, like, <laughs> the reason I say that is because, like, and I spoke on it I want to say on Twitter or one of my uh, platforms anyways but people have a social or have this attachment to to Kobe a childhood attachment and and they idolize him in many ways I mean I'm one of the ones who idolize him like uh, being a former athlete myself he was one of my biggest inspirations or one of the one of the goats that I looked up to hmm. but uh I just feel like with this cancel culture, we so quick to cancel everything that a person doing. And, and I understand because your critics are the ones who kind of lead lead you in the right direction and steer you in a lot of instances. However, in, a, in an instance where we talking about a rapper or a singer, and then we're talking about their lyrics, uh, and especially a rapper or uh, a gangster rapper or a hip hop uh, artist, I mean like, if we talking about what the content I've legit heard so many rappers that a lot of us love to listen to. We rap their songs word for word, and they be talking about somebody else dead homie. But it's at the same time, it's like because you don't know them, you don't have any emotional attachment, or it doesn't mm. derive you any emotional mm. uh, type of feelings from it. And so, but because we all do know Kobe, it's like we kind of hold his death on a higher, on a higher. Standard and a higher platform the world we have an emotional attachment to Mm. him, and and a childhood attachment at that So now it's even deeper than that. Oh, well um, Well, uh, Megan the stallion died now you ain't grow up idolizing her but because it's an idol so it's like oh he overstepped but I Don't listen to NBA young boy. A lot of people do he made references about The dead quote-unquote ops. He's killed but them ops got brothers daughters mothers wives that love them as well and nobody really get in an uproar because if you're going to cancel what artist for saying because at the end of the day whether you're a singer or a rapper it's still a form of art and it's a form of art that has a, uh, that's creative without you mm-hmm. and i say that to say like when a person is in that in that form and they they in that raw element creating art sometimes the and especially as a rapper Wittiness and putting together bars sometimes to not even sometimes in all elements. That's what made that song or that's what made made that artist An artist is how uh, how he put together wordplay. So, yes, it's offensive. But if we take offense to that, then we need to take offense to artists. Because, like I said, like, I don't have a personal Mm. I don't I don't I don't have a personal attachment. I'm saying, yeah, it's offensive. But are we going to like, but, it, but do you feel some type of way when some, and then a lot of people don't even listen to Meek Mill.
2: So that's the, so that's another so thing. So I want to piggyback on that part because I agree with everything that you're saying. Yes. People talk about killing the ops and this and that in the third degree. But I mean, we're not related to these people. You know, we don't have a, you know, that familiarity with these, you know, people that they're talking about, right? Correct. However, just because I am an artist and I come from that lane, I just think it's propaganda. His album is about to come out. Or oh, he's about to drop something. He just keeps coming yeah, up in the media good, and everybody's talking about him. Everybody's talking about him. He said that I don't even know if that's gonna actually come out. It was leaked, quote unquote. I got my air quotes up. It was leaked out of all the things that could have leaked out from his new album or his new single that's that about to was come what out. That out. one line, which you know is offensive, is gonna get Everybody talking about it is given. Now more people are gonna stream it, which means more money for him. It's publicity. Whatever he did the other day with like 6ix9ine and they mm-hmm. was like fighting, it just seems so choreographed to me. And because I come from the entertainment industry, half that stuff is strategic anyway.
1: It's just like promo But sure. what I,
0: I what I'll say is this though, like, okay, Meek Mill is not no Oh, uh, not no new rapper. So <laughs> My thing is this. When you're in the studio recording or what have you, I'm sure you have a team For sure. with you. Or even if they're not with you when you're recording it afterward, mm-hmm. somebody has listened to it. He's not the only person who's listened to it, guaranteed.
2: For sure.
0: Nobody on your team Said thought this wasn't to tell good. you that this is not Cool. the way to go this is not cool like that's a that's the thing that is me. i also me. agree it's with too, you on that standpoint it's too as well, many cause... yes men around oh certain, that's the one certain yes. artists because they don't want to lose their position Je- they don't want to yep. put you know their job in jeopardy but yep. at a, there's a point in time where i guess i agree that an artist should be able to be free and express themselves but you know literally kobe just died a year ago Right, it's, it's too still wrong. He still yeah. children and i get yes. your point that you know, other artists, you know, talk about the bodies that they, you know, you know, that they, you know, collected or whatever. I still feel as though that's fucked up too, yeah, even bro, though I, I don't say, know. Like, I, mean, I mean, that's, that's a crime at the end of
1: the day. I, You're I, like committing I, to a crime. I yeah. literally, it's weird. <laughs> I literally, I say that about every artist who, who speak on that because where I, where I come from, we do that and don't speak on it. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, right, to right. me, it's kind of, and I just come from that generation period. We ain't, we ain't, no, we ain't taking none of, no gangster shit period to social media Angry. so like yeah so yeah. like if it like i ain't we fought a lot we did a lot but we ain't never record none of that and if we did it got deleted we weren't posting nothing right. i ain't never posted no none fight i've been in a lot of fights and i ain't never posted not right. one right you know what i'm saying <laughs> right but like i said i'm not for none of it i feel like it's disrespectful because i know like if you you talk about my dead mother or, or one of my dead partners in a song, I don't care how you spin it, it's it's, it's issues, a problem. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably gonna and, and nine times out of ten, we taking it there with you, cause that's how you felt like, mm. and that that's somebody who means somebody did. So now, nah, like, I ain't never cool with it, and that's the thing. What I'm and that's why I say like, I'm not cool with Meek Mill saying that, but as an artist, or uh, just period, I I get. I get the context. I get the context and I understood I understand the bar and I get the creativity. Right. Mm-hmm. But for sure. I don't agree with it. And so because I say like I, I also feel like people who took the time who don't even listen to Meek Mill, you took the time out to go look up this bar and stuff like that, but you don't support none of his other music and none of the other Meek Mill has done more for Philly than any other rapper from Philly. Hands down. No. Now from Philly. No. He hasn't. What? Name one from Philly? I, I said, you no, know, like you're discounting
0: her. you discounting the person because she's a woman. No. Eve.
1: Okay. Well, Eve. Eve. I, I was talking about. I was talking about like male hip hop artists. Okay. Yeah. So like, okay. yeah. Eve is done a lot wait, for isn't sure.
0: Will Smith from Philly.
1: Will Smith is too. I'm just saying. Like, no. I said hip hop artist. I was talking Will about hip hop artists. No. don't do that. If that's the case, then Shaq is an artist. No. no, you know Will Smith started so off as, as, as a hip hop artist. Listen, he was not but, an actor. But, okay, right. so if you if you started working off at Food Lion and you in whatever position you are, are you still a bagger? No, bro. Nigga, what are you talking about? That, that makes absolutely it no doesn't. sense. Listen, you literally nah started off as a that's he's his roots, though. He's, oh, he's started. a rapper. He got his but TV not, show not, randomly after being a listen, rapper. That's not his title right now. That's not what I'm I'm not asking what he used to be. Y'all talking in past tense. What is What is his well, title? Well, even rapping all no he, either.
0: He, he, he's a rapper, actor, yeah. philanthropist. I mean, you can't just label right, this one okay. person. Yeah. Like all literally. That's his roots, though. I'm
1: not trying to be funny. I I get it. I get it. I I get it.
0: He's very agree, relevant. Meek Mill
2: is definitely relevant today as a rapper. So I hear that point. Yeah, that like, saying. I, I wouldn't
1: never, look, I would I mean, never, consider. he acted.
0: So, yeah.
1: His acting, I would, a lot would of not call him But I would not, I would not, I would not call him an, an actor. actor. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I ain't discrediting Will Smith or whatever the hell he did. I'm just saying that I wouldn't call him a rapper. I wouldn't call Meek Mill no actor.
0: But, this the Not wrap up, but I also wanted to speak on the fact that with the whole thing with Meek Mill, Vanessa Bryant spoke out about it.
3: Oh,
2: Lord, I didn't know that part. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, saw, she, I, saw that, I saw that. She actually added him, screenshot it, and was like, dear Meek Mill. Oh she gosh. said, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I'm not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. It for sure. Just, yeah, it was yeah. a shady
3: line for sure. Me yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm
0: not familiar with your Never music, you but cool. <laughs> yeah, Jab. like, but
1: and she's absolutely right because mm-hmm. if if I had a wife who died, I don't mm-hmm. care how she died, and you brought her name up in a song, we bringing you to the table. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really Born feel like pit, out of You on the chopping block, bro. Bring whoever you want with you, but mm-hmm. what's up? Yeah, like I said, I feel like the line is offensive. I'm not for talking about nobody dead homies, especially if you ain't mm. the one who, you ain't the one who deaded Him and his and his you know, death like, is you know, not know.
0: even like a body. He literally yeah. it, was yeah. a, it was tragic. Yeah. Like I mean, it was like, an accident.
1: accident. I don't heard. Right. I don't heard lines about God or Jesus or, mm-hmm. this, or, or or somebody. Grandma, like I literally just seen the other day this cat. Uh, from like Alabama, uh, Honeycomb Brazy, guys that had an issue with him. It's like, that's what I'm saying. That's his new generation shit. And Meek Mill falls along as much as he might try to separate himself. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill young. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's very much, a lot of times we look at rappers. We, bro, Pooh can come get it back in blood. He's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so it's kind of like we judging, judging these kids. Now, I'm not saying that. Now, Meek they should not be 30. Well, no, what I'm saying is they shouldn't. Be, I'm not saying they shouldn't be held accountable. But right. it's like, we be trying to look at them like, bro, they be. Young, dumb, and dumb. Yes. yeah, for young sure. and dumb, and so then, so it's like a lot of this stuff don't surprise me when you got rappers talking about murders that they actually committed or that mm-hmm. they partners committed, or they talking about other cats' dead homies. Like, I'm never, I'm never for talking yeah, about that's not that, okay. no matter what anybody done, we ain't cool to bring up the dead. Now, what
0: I'm gonna say, I don't think you know, because you had brought up cancel culture earlier when you were talking about Meek Mill, me- I don't feel like he should be canceled he's not for gonna it. be canceled I, or period i just feel like somebody should have held him accountable yeah for yeah for sure line. before like, he even got hey, there hey, really, hey, dog, yeah like really, it's too soon he yeah.
1: should be held accountable his team his management i mean people that's above him there's literally yeah, so many, many channels people. that you have to go mm-hmm. through before you drop but i will Some i will music. i will say this uh like the way the way distribution is now and the way the music industry works now a, a lot of music don't have to go through, bro. People single handedly can drop these music. Without, well, that's true, but not a Meek Mill.
2: Meek Mill got like, distribution deals and stuff like that. He yeah. got too many channels that he has to go through to avoid and stuff like that. And the like thing this. is,
1: yeah. is once but when you're talking about a mixtape, mm-hmm. it don't matter. See,
2: that's oh, the thing. Like, is it a mixtape? Mix
1: like, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. If <laughs> it's a song that's going to mixtape, and that's why, like, when an album drop, you already done heard seven songs. The label ain't have nothing to do with that. But a mixtape is a lot of is. Ninety-eight percent of the times, giving away for free is downloaded free, and so that's why music—it—it is actually—it's way easier now for music to leak than it was ten years ago, five years ago, hell, even three years ago. Mm -hmm. The way Mm -hmm. the the stream streaming work now, yeah, yeah, bro. If you're an artist, bro, unless you're making it in your own studio or one of your little close-knit studios, bro your music gonna get leaked like if you have your phone have shit in your phone and you leave it open you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it, it can get leaked bro like yeah. and so but with that it's like i ain't you know i just feel like a lot of times we do be looking we be looking for reasons not saying that's not a good one because that, that's like blatant. i said bro cause like I said, <laughs> right. if you if, if you say that <laughs> yeah we'll go right. another way i ain't bro, i'm not getting on no internet bro you said right. what you said so now you gotta yeah. deal with it yeah but at the same time, I just feel like sometimes we do kind of go over like, oh, F and that's mm-hmm. like, bro, did you say that, bro, when Push Icy, everybody's talking about get it back in blood. Y'all seen a lot of these turn up songs in the club and you don't even know what you saying. Mm-hmm. Right. That's even, true. The, even, even the, even the, even the spot him, got him song. Bro from my city. He's from Jacksonville. Did that, that little TikTok song, everybody doing mm-hmm. like his head. Bro, oh, if you yeah. it. What song is that? The spot him, got him one the is people doing uh, the oh, book. yeah. Bro i'm from there i when you when i you break down his song bro it's crazy and when you know the backstory, it's like bro you tripping for real for real but the whole world doing tick tock talks too. to it yeah so, and i mean it's crazy and even cats from jacksonville they know exactly who and what he talking about?
2: Mm. I think yeah. it also goes you know what to what the factor that like a lot of rappers mumble. You don't know what the hell these people say yeah, anyway. All oh, you just hear the all beat. All I hear, oh, is it. hear I hear well, no, Yeah. Man. I don't yep. know what he's saying. I hear the beat. And yeah. But, see,
1: the thing is, is we take the time to decipher certain people' lyrics, but yeah. everybody be doing that. That's my thing. Is like mm. we 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 weigh others heavier than we weigh other ones. That some don't get weighed at all. They could say whatever they I think mean, that's life, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like True. if you're in a certain position, some people are going to
0: look at you like yeah. Beyonce. So who much is said, given, much is required. Right, so she say something, it's going to get blown way up a, out of yeah. proportion mm-hmm. than something that Why I would gonna say. going to get swept
1: mm-hmm. under the rug. What's
2: going to get swept under, under, the, under the rug? rug? Yeah,
1: she, bro, she can say whatever she wants to say. She's Beyonce. She's the closest thing to God. <laughs>
2: If Beyonce had a lyric that said she's going to be a chopper like Kobe or something, whatever Meek okay, Mill said, yeah. that would not fly. But then also, like, too, Beyonce got a, a strategic team that's like, um, um, sis, that's not going to work. Yes, yeah, sis. <laughs> yeah, like, like, we compare Meek
1: Mill to
0: Beyonce. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying Like as an artist. Mm. But there's a great segue to talk about artistry. Like, you were talking about entertainment, all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With you being in the, you know, the business and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Explain like your background and everything, because, of course, we know who you are. Yes. We went to school with you. So it's like where you're from, how you got into dancing and this we'll just go from there and we'll just ask you more questions.
2: OK, cool. So, yes, I'm so glad we are at this point now, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys know me from FAMU, but I uh, I've been I've been dancing pretty much um, my whole life. I've been into my artistry since I can possibly remember. I probably was like seven years old. When I fell in love with my artistry, I attended this place that I call like a jewel of the, of Liberty City. I, a lot of people be proud to say they don't come from struggle, but bitch, I come from struggle, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had nights when I was hungry. I didn't. I couldn't figure it out. I got a lot of my training based off of like grants and scholarships and people who really loved me and made mm-hmm. sure that I had the resources to do what I wanted to do. Um, but, you know, um, I attended the African Heritage Cultural Arts Center, which was in Liberty City. And that's where I trained in like dancing, acting, singing, music, instrumental music, vocal music, fashion design, modeling, that whole thing. So it really pretty much prepared me for the industry and where I am now. Um. Obviously, I went to different like conservatories growing up. I trained at Alvin Ailey, um, American Dance Theater for their like summer intensive. I uh, attended New World School of the Arts. I went to the Miami Conservatory School of Ballet. That's where I got like a variety of like training. I also trained with Super Black Girl. With um, when it was form, uh, it's YCDT now, but it was called Addiction Dance Company. When so I danced- you dance with her, I sure did. And she's one of the reasons why I'm a, a Delta to this day. Hey, Soror.
0: <laughs> i love her personality i remember yes. watching her on bring, bring it, it and it. she had her own little show and things uh, like that but yeah, i definitely loved her spirit and how she trained like she trained oh no it's, it's real no 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 it's yeah. very
2: much so real i also am a baby um of diva arts a uh, dance studio under the direction of shannon haynes who she's a pioneer um in the dance industry uh, in the dance industry in miami as well um, if you didn't come from Shannon, you came from Tracy. I had the luxury of training with both, mm-hmm. um, especially at the African Heritage Cultural Arts Center. Um, but I just always knew that I wanted to be a performing artist. Um, I went to FAMU, which is where I met y'all and stuff like that. was in the building. Ay. Ay. <laughs> you know how we do. We the produce best of the best, Exactly. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Um, I attended FAMU and I got my degree in accounting. Um but by my like senior year I was like look I know this is not what I want to do I'm only getting my degree in this because my parents are like forcing me to my grandfather was like we need an accountant in our family and I'm like fine grandpa mm-hmm. I was good with numbers I got that degree but even my senior year like every presentation that I did I told my professors I said if I have to do a presentation I'm either going to do a monologue I'm going to sing or I'm going to dance and I did that in all my classes mm-hmm. and one of my um <laughs> one of my professors who shall remain nameless who was also a soror She failed me in one of my um, senior classes because she was like, "Are you serious?" I got, I got, I got passing grades for like one part, but I had to come back the next semester and present all over again because she was like, "What you're not gonna do is sing inside of a boardroom." I'm like, "Girl, I'm gonna sing in this (laughs) boardroom." (laughs) <laughs> so I, I sang inside the boardroom, and she failed me. I got an F on that part of my project. But I was like, girl, I told you this was what I was going to do all semester. Either way, it's fine. Right. Um. Uh, it, it all led me to L.A. Um. Right after I graduated, that was great. Loved it out there. Things didn't quite work out. <clears throat> you know, I don't really like to tell that struggle part of my story, but I think it's very important to let people know that, like, For sometimes sure. you, sure. you put Absolutely. things out there and it doesn't work out the first way, but you got to definitely go back to the drawing board because when I left L.A., I just thought my career was over. I thought I would never make it. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go back home. I had went broke. So long story short, I was in L.A. I got a degree. um, I got a job in the accounting uh, realm because I needed to pay my bills and stuff. But I was like, oh, my God, I was that girl at FAMU. I'll be that girl out here. But what they don't tell you is that everybody that's in L.A. was that girl or that guy in whatever city or wherever they came from. These are people that are very much so serious about their craft equally. to what you are, if not more, because they might not have all the extra skills that you have. So this might be their bread and butter only, you Mm -hmm. know, whereas I had something to fall back on. Should the case uh, should that be the case? but yeah, I quit my job and things didn't work out. I went broke. I had to fly back on my with my last like $500 I had in my pocket.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had to refocus and strategize. And so that led me to working at a um, record label in Miami called Po' Boy Music. Shout out to E-Class. Um... Yeah, so I worked there for about a year and a half, and then I put out my own project. Um, my single was called All Yours. That was super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I guess the creative energy that I was putting out led me to Atlanta to do my first movie, which was Drumline, A New Beat, which was on VH1. And then, you know, other agencies were reaching out and was like, oh, yeah, you know, go ahead and, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um so they reached out, and I got another audition for another movie, and I had to film for another three months. So then I moved to Atlanta, and, you know, it's been history ever since. What else was up. Yes, I'm sorry. I just my tried my to Hey,
0: girl. But, <laughs> so Jenna just walked in, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> party
1: don't start till I walk Okay. Welcome,
3: welcome,
0: welcome. Hey, girl. So we just getting into, like, really just the meat and potatoes of the interview with um, Nadira, and she just talked about, like, her beginning, you know, phases of stardom. So my question, you led me into one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because, you know, usually we have parents, like, us being millennials, millennials we have parents who... Sort of kind of understand us being creatives, but mm-hmm. then they don't. They want you to have something. Ah, they, to don't. F- they want you to have something to fall <laughs> back listen. on. So they don't. was that <laughs> so was that everybody in your family? or Was that more like your grandfather? Could you say he's the one that say you need an accountant in the family? How? Well,
2: where that come so come um, my mom was definitely on board with my grandfather okay um unfortunately my father uh, was murdered my freshman year at fmu so okay. my grandfather definitely had to step in and be that like paternal figure in my life mm-hmm. and so my mom and him were in cahoots like okay what's needed in the family <laughs> how do we like take our family to the next level just because like i said i come from struggle you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's just like you know we got i'm first generation college student you know mm-hmm. my older sister was the first person in my family to go to college so they were like okay what can we do to take our family to the next level so my mom was like Listen, you know, I had gotten scholarships to different universities to go for dance, to get my degree in dance. And I could have gone full ride for free. Like my mom was like, no, you already know how to do that.
3: Uh, are you serious? <laughs> right? She was like, no, you All cannot right.
2: do any of those things. She was like, you you already know how to dance. You've been training your whole life. you went to the best conservatories. You need a degree in something that if you break your ankle, you could fall back on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was already good at math numbers which i don't think accounting is all that but whatever so they were in cahoots with each other but my mom was like you know after you graduate and you get your degree you can do whatever you want but you are mm-hmm. gonna get this degree
0: <laughs> i could so, definitely like relate to that like that's my dad like mm-hmm. my mom she, you know she offered like creativity understanding mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah but my dad if it was up to my dad i wouldn't be doing none of this podcast he just don't get it he's yeah. like whoa what? Why? What? No, my dad literally said what, why would people want to listen to you? I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> God like, damn, like That's great
4: to talk about. I feel, like, mm. I, just, I, I feel like parents, like in that whole gen, what is it? The baby the boomers. boomers. The Not bab- the baby boomers. I mean, of course, the baby boomers, and then the, the generation after that.
1: Generation X. Is, is that it, it, Yeah, no. so that's my sister. X. My sister's generation. Yeah. So it's yeah, the baby it, boomers, that, The, the that, baby boomers, and baby. some of the generation X, think mm-hmm. like
4: that, because I know as far as Nadir saying that. Um, your parents wanted you to have something to fall back on. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the same as mine. My yeah. parents. I mean, I, I'm not really like a, I wasn't saying that I wanted to, well, yeah, I wasn't saying that I wanted to like be a creative and just mm-hmm. say, fuck it and you know, whatever but mm. I have to be quite honest with you I thought I was gonna be an anchor in front of somebody's television mm-hmm. yes and that didn't happen mm. <laughs> so like it's it's, it's funny because I told my parents like I was going to school for journalism and you know they just knew I was gonna be the next Monica Kaufman or some shit like that but mm-hmm. at the same time I'm, I'm glad they thought that highly of me but I had a dad that was just like hell you could be a stripper and I'm still gonna hold you down, mm, but nice. a lot of parents don't think like yeah. that. So Not I'm, you know, no. yeah, like you know, that's my daddy telling me, you know, yeah. you just be the best stripper you can be. Yeah. I mean, Listen, I get what he was so saying. Like, no. yeah. like, I, I was right. like, If you gonna do it, do it the best way you can. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately, because
1: that's what that's what sees you anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just like, but, your daddy a real one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> hey, yeah but I, mean, I, I tell
3: everybody
4: like, my dad wasn't. Uh, yeah, he is a real. He was a real one. So it's 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 crazy because. Now that I like now when I have like I have little cousins that want to go to school and stuff mm-hmm. and they like I got one I had one that's like, Oh, I wanna do journalism. I now I tell them not to do journalism because you can literally do it from your living room. You
2: mm-hmm. don't have to mm-hmm. go to school yeah.
4: to get a damn degree. Yeah. But as far as accounting, girl, that shit will my ass
3: No. Oh. <laughs>
2: that's Hats off to you. I Listen, pay which y'all know I got a little side hustle going on. Entertainment's financial, make sure y'all follow that on Instagram. No, you know, say that I have like, a Financial nobody... service business where I specifically um uh, cater to entertainers and entrepreneurs. I brought my degree together with my passion. I mean, people were asking me questions anyway. So I provide income tax and financial services for entertainers and entrepreneurs. So make sure y'all follow that on Instagram. Entertainers <laughs> underscore financial.
0: Like daddy. <laughs> uh-huh. So. My? Oh, dang
2: girl, You should have came to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got you a cute little refund. I went straight to TurboTax. Uh-uh. I know I could have got you more than that but we'll digress
0: but okay so another thing that you said that like struck a chord with me I think that I don't know if it's black people or just (laughs) our thing but like you said that you didn't really want to relish or dwell or talk about like your failure right Right. Mm. so I feel like that's something that it's just like a culture thing like yeah. we we all know that we may be going through something or something didn't work but mm-hmm. we don't ever like like to speak on or talk but about it but I, I think, think more like so it help. A
1: trauma it'd be more so a, a trauma response that the silence of wanting to speak on our struggles but for black people period for centuries i mean since the beginning at least the past few hundred years like our struggle is literally what made us, because True. because True. we already we already given starting off the le- starting off the race a leg down. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like we know we struggling, but mm-hmm. we got so comfortable in it. Sometimes we don't even re- the the funny thing about black people is so, we be struggling sometimes and don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've gotten so comfortable in it, and not say, not saying that it's a bad thing, but it damn sure it's it's not a good thing either. But it is a part of, like, what make us be so, like, have so much ambition. Yeah, resilient, for when, sure. And when mm-hmm. when a lot of us get knocked down, it's like, you you have no choice but to keep pushing because you yeah. literally don't have a support system. Mm-hmm. And it's not because your family outcast you or because uh, they don't want to help you. They don't be in a position themselves to help, to help you. you. A lot that's, of times, like, for real, for real, I don't know about a lot of other families, but, like, me and my brothers had to carry our family on our back. You know, like, we the first one, like, obviously, like, my mom was the one who had the only set of multiples, but like, it was like out of triplets and twins, somebody gotta be some, and it's gonna be all of y'all. Wow, that's
2: your story, you got triplets and twins? Yeah. That's so dope.
1: So, uh, yeah, for those who, thank you. So, for those of you who don't know, like, I'm a triplet, and then we have younger twin sisters. Wow. Uh, Me and my brothers all graduated from FAMU. One of the twins graduated from Florida State, uh, and the other one graduated from Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she graduated from USF and got her master's at Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, for us, education was always a big thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like, me and Carol, and, and I'll never forget, like you was talking about your dad, me and your dad is very similar. Like, if it was up to him, because track paid my way for college. You understand? So my daddy didn't understand. He For one, he didn't even want us to go to college. He like, and I see why now. Uh, I, I do get it but It's just that had I would not went to college. I still would have had the hood mentality and I'm like I wouldn't have went it did even had it connects to go do the other stuff that yeah. I want to do in a network So, mm-hmm. but if it was up to him, oh, I would have went me and my brothers would have either went and worked at the prison or uh, or go to the army, and my mm-hmm. mama was like, "I got black sons. They ain't never going to the army, and right. if they go Mm-mm. work at the prison, they might as well go because they gonna do more time working there." Right, and Dang. she yeah, them she prison was ain't no home. she yeah, absolutely. But if you That's think about it, it. If, you her, if you work at a if you work at a prison for ten years, mm-hmm. even just ten years, you do more time than a person who was sentenced to seven years. Yeah. Ultimately, oh, the sentence to two years or something like that, you end up doing more time. Shifts it's shifts like, are
4: long. Like, you got 12-hour shifts. And like you come
1: every... you Yeah, you, you, you go to work every day. You, got, yeah, you stand no, there right. to retirement. Yeah. You went to prison. You just did a bid.
2: Yeah, and you get indoctrinated into that culture, too. You know, it's you a go, whole different yeah. world yeah. in there, allegedly. I mean, I've never been, but I just... I mean, people <laughs> no, come funny, out... It's a whole other world. Now you know, days, institutionalized know all for sure when they come out of there. It's like, that ain't the one.
0: But what I was going to say, though, with you being able to share your struggle story... Mm-hmm like that can inspire somebody else to want to keep going. Yeah. Like, same path. Somebody yeah. be like, damn, I was about to quit, but now. I'm hearing, you know, the deer or whoever, yeah. you know, speak about, you know, distant fail, just whatever. Yeah. So now I can keep going and yeah. it.
2: And I think also, too, in the entertainment industry, what they don't tell you is, is you have way more failures than you have, like, wins. Absolutely. But when you win, it's a nice big win, or hopefully it's a big win, so it outweighs well, the failures. You but you like, from your losses. Yeah, I mean, me being a professional dancer, I go to auditions all the time. You think I book every job I do? No, but the mm. ones that I do book, oh, they're on. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So it's great, but yeah. it's just like you got to be able to, you know, I guess I'm being a Delta. They say be a duck about it, so let it just roll off your back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just let that shit roll off and just keep it moving. You know, you can't give up just because one thing didn't work out, right? (laughs) So,
0: you know, us being in the entertainment industry and like, you know, when I was modeling and things like that, going to auditions and meeting people Mm -hmm. and talking things like that, have you had to or ever run into people who said that they can do certain things for you, like leading you down the wrong path? Oh, and
2: good then, night, and, child. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
3: it's the it it people,
2: Oh, my gosh. So, you know, in the entertainment industry, every, and, um, I'm going to say this. When I lived in L.A., everybody was somebody in L.A. Like, you can't meet nobody that is not a producer, a director, a writer, oh, an yeah. actor, or this or that. I could do this. I could introduce you to that person. And really, I mean, yeah, they might be able to get you inside the room, but they ain't nobody. They're peon. Like, I remember I met this one guy. He was so proud to show me that he had... IMBD credits. I mean, I have IMBD credits now, but I'm just like, he was a fucking extra. Mm. And he made it seem he made <laughs> it seem like he was that dude, and when Here he go back go. to his home,
3: uh-huh. <laughs> everybody's
2: giving him mad props. And I'm just like, he really didn't do nothing. And then, you know, I think being out in LA and seeing how people could be shysty like that, which, you know, no shade to my friends that live in LA, I'm sure they love it. But I always just get a very weird energy out there because it's some shisty people and they know the game so well mm-hmm. in LA.
1: And ran it so ran much. it so many times. They... And so
2: when you see a young, impressionable, young, talented person that really is eager to get on and really has a bunch. Of skills a target oh you my god They take so much advantage of you yeah, that's the
0: same thing here in atlanta when i was running into certain things like oh mm-hmm. if you do this i can get i ain't yeah, that impression mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get me fucked up like that yeah
4: no after but what the, i can say about atlanta is we are own celebrities yeah so like, with Talk like about atlanta it. is like a whole different type i mean mm-hmm. i know you said la has its own
2: little vibe so. mm-hmm. atlanta's definitely but there atlanta, now honey, <laughs> we all <the> celebrity <laughs> being from, been here
4: for damn near 27 years mm-hmm. We, yeah, it's it's not even a joke. You can get somebody to damn ride the bus, start, ride the bus all damn day, tomorrow the right. to train station all damn day. But as mm. soon as he hit the club, honey, he the best. there. Right. right. Ain't no celebrities yeah. here. Yeah, right. <laughs> everybody famous. So yeah, it's it's just weird because it's that shit. You know, I get that vibe from LA too, but I've never been. That's the crazy oh, I did part. Too. Like
0: yeah. I've never been. I get be
2: there, buy. I only, only like the out like, that to work. I want to work and about come Las back. Angeles
3: Just come off, yeah. I literally said it's so pretentious. Oh my god, this
1: is great, and it sucks. But I never did, no, I lived in San Francisco for a year.
3: Like, LA is not a place
0: where I want to live, Like I mm want to go out there, visit, do whatever I gotta do, and and get the fuck back,
2: yeah. I'm not going to lie. Right before the pandemic, I was thinking about moving to L.A. just because my career has gotten to a point where I feel like I've a bit outgrown mm-hmm. Atlanta. Okay, uh, Opportunities here are great, but it's bigger opportunities, bigger artists, bigger tours, bigger things being booked out of L.A. Yeah, so even in chance, the pandemic, I, right, I did a lot of work in L.A. Actually, mm-hmm. all the work I did in 2020 was in L.A. Um, but I was thinking about moving out there, but it's just my spirit is not settled out there. But yeah. I you gotta trust this child. Trust, and what I, I, mean, I what it. I will say is that from the learning experiences that I had in LA when I came to Atlanta they weren't up on game like the people in L.A. were. Mm-hmm. So I could see somebody who was right. bullshitting me from ridiculous. a mile away.
0: What was your first major job that you booked here or period that you felt was first,
2: like? My first major job, well, I don't even know if I would say it was major, but my first job as an adult professional, because I was working as a kid, too. I did, like, mm-hmm. little truth commercials and work for little artists and stuff like that out of Miami. Uh, but my first tour I did was with Trina, and I love Trina. You know Ooh, Trina, the, the baddest chick. Yes, yeah. L.A. <laughs> County, love her down, love her down. So she was my like that was my first job after I like left L.A. and went broke and all that type of stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was my first opportunity, and then the first major production that I was a part of was Drumline a new beat on VH1, which. I have people have mixed reviews about that movie, but (laughs) it was my first big check. I brought my first car, you know, that was like, you know, it was cute. It was a Mm -hmm. cute little moment. So that was my first one. And then right after that I did Bolton, which came out like two years ago.
0: Now my question to you is, how did the whole Beyonce (laughs) I knew that was coming? coming, (laughs) How did that come about? How were you able to keep quiet about it job. with a whole... Well, I know she got... I know Licks. she got... Because I not want to lose my damn job.
2: Right. <laughs> I know that. So how right. did that come about? Okay. So long story short, so the first major production I did was Drumline, A New Beat, Um, who... I met uh, the musical director of the production. His name is Don P. Roberts. I met him at a FAMU homecoming. He's also a FAMU graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all don't—I don't know if y'all know this—but I danced for Mahogany Dance Theater in college. I mean, absolutely. So, Mr. Hardeman was went to college with Don P. Roberts. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the homecoming game, he was like, let me introduce you to somebody because, you know, Mr. Hardiman is like, you know, my dance dad. He mm-hmm. was like, let me introduce you to people because I know what your goals are. So he introduced me to Don Roberts and Don was like, hey, yeah, we got an audition coming up for this movie. You should definitely come to um, Atlanta and audition. I audition. I booked the movie. It's great. I keep my network because you know how Rattlers are. We're going to stay connected to each other. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to keep each other in the loop. So either way, a few years later, his production company called Drumline Live um, goes on tour and he invites me to be a part of that tour. While I was on that tour, things got a little rocky with like uh, his administration, and he needed somebody to go and take over like marketing. So I was like, I could do your social media in no sweat. So then I was able to show different administrative skills that I have. Mm -hmm. Either way, um, we fast forward to what's that? 2018. I'm working for ESPN. I'm doing some hosting and stuff like that. And Don Roberts um, calls me, and he's just like, Hey. I just got a phone call. I can't really tell you who it is, but I need you to just, you know, let me come in for a meeting. So I come in for a meeting. He's just like, okay, you can't say nothing to nobody, but, you know, Beyonce called. I'm like, you lying.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) lying. You
2: lying, you know? And so he was just like, yeah, but nothing is confirmed. So, you know, just – Keep it under the radar. We'll see what happens. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. But he was like, if we do get the call, I'm going to need to bring you in to do some administrative work because he has other jobs and things that he does, you know, as a director and a producer and, you know, working with the Cab County School District. So I was like, okay, I'll keep it under wraps. I had a nine-to-five job at the time. Um, I had auditioned. Actually, I auditioned to be a dancer for Coachella. They had a private audition um, at my at, at my agency, Dance 411, and it was like 125 girls there. And I just knew this was my job, because of course you get the inside scoop about what's gonna happen, what the show might be about. You hear a little buzz when you're inside the industry, mm-hmm. right? So I knew it was gonna be it's gonna be HBCU, and I had done the Quad on BET, I had done Drumline Live the Tour, I, I'm a stepper, I'm a stepmaster of my sorority. Like, mm-hmm. I had done all these different things that I'm like, this is my job. My resume says this is the job. Yeah. So after 125 girls, it boils down, to the last 12 girls. I'm one of the last 12 girls inside the room. Six of them are Beyonce's like chord dancers and the other six of us are like, you know, people that made it down to the last like 12. Mm-hmm. So I get a video recorded of me and I'm like, yes, they sent it over to LA. I'm like, I'm definitely about to book this job. Two weeks go by, I hear nothing. I take a job at another accounting firm. My degree comes back in hand because I'm like, well, ain't no other jobs coming in. I got to make some money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, stopped doing other stuff because I'm like, Beyonce's going to call me, and I need to be available. Right, right. (laughs) I I need to be available. And so nothing happened. So I take this job or whatever, and I become the administrative assistant to the uh, um, director at this accounting firm. And we fly to uh, Dallas, Texas for some conference, and I'm there for a day. And then the next day, Don calls me. He said, Beyonce team call. Are you on board to still do it? I'm like, well, I'm in Dallas. He was just like, well, if you can get back tonight. I need you to book some talent. So I go to my boss and I'm just like, um, so yeah, I got a phone call and I got to go. He was like, we just got here, you know, we just got here tonight. And I'm like, yeah, but I told you on the flight that like, I want to be a professional dancer. And if a certain artist called me, I got to go. Yeah. And so obviously Beyonce didn't call me, but I'm like, this might be my window of opportunity. And if I play this right, it could all work out. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So I fly back to Atlanta. I do the administrative work. I help him to get artists on the plane. And it just so happens that um, you know, one of our artists, he has a girlfriend and she has a baby the night of our flights, and so he doesn't make it. But we're contractually obligated by Beyonce to have sixteen musicians at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So my director, he's like, Panda, he's like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like yada yada yada. He said, you know, in the you a dance, I'm gonna put some cymbals in your hand. I'm like, what you gonna put some symbols in my damn hand? Like, you got me playing symbols next to motherfuckers that oh been marching. Right. A, they were these people that were in a marching 100, these people that, <laughs> that been marching since, right? So, I'm like, well, I'm a dancer, I could emulate this shit or whatever. And he was just like, you just gotta hold down the spot until we could get the other musician to come out. Secretly, what I didn't tell y'all was when I was on the plane, I was like, God, if another opportunity presents itself for me to show what I have to Beyonce and her team. God, please present it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that my prayer was coming to fruition at this point. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Let me just put these symbols in my hand. So uh, shout out to Rashad Horn. He helped me to figure out how to hold the symbols, how to march, how to do that whole thing or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. So we go to rehearsal. The next day, I'm literally nervous as fuck because I'm just like, you can't show no bullshit to Beyonce. And then let's let's be also very clear that the drum line was all guys. It was all men. I'm the only girl. And you know how Beyonce feels about girls. So you're going to have to really show out if you're trying to, you know, do something. So whatever. We're inside rehearsal. I'm practicing, trying to make sure I look like them or whatever. And then um, I started um, the the our. Percussion director says, hey, you know, um, we're going to do, like, a little freestyle. And I'm like, I don't know how to fucking freestyle. Like, <laughs> I just put these symbols in my hand last night. Like, what do you mean freestyle? So he was like, well, figure it out. And so I said, well, the only thing I know how to do is dance, so I'm going to make these symbols an extension of my hand. So that's when I started, like, turning with it, doing Alice Cone turns, splitting with it. And when I dropped and did the split inside of the rehearsal room, he was like, yo, that shit's dope. So he called in the rest of percussion. He was just like, okay, so we're going to do this cadence, and then we're going to do a, a, something called Boss Lady. And when we do Boss Lady in the air, I just want you to freestyle and do what you just did. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking I'm going to have a day to kind of like practice, pull it together. But then um, Beyonce's musical director goes, Beyonce wants to see like the drum line. Mm-hmm. Great. So we come in, I'm just like praying before I go in. I'm like shaking. I'm, you know, I'm like nervous. I'm like, this is your opportunity, Nadira, so figure it out. So we do this whole cadence or whatever, and then it comes to the solo part. Literally everything goes black. My body is moving. I know my body's moving. It's on mm. autopilot at this point. <laughs> right. I don't know what's happening, no, but no, the... what
0: girl, right. I don't know. Be in the room. I... Let's get it done.
2: <laughs> and then just mind you, like, I'm looking at y'all right here, right now in front of me, but just imagine if, like, you're Beyonce, that's Jay-Z, that's Ivy, the rest of her team, her choreographers, and all these people, but she's just, like, locked in. So I don't see shit at this point, okay? Mm. All I know is is I drop down into the split that you saw on Coachella. I'm doing the Dutty Wine. And when I come back to reality, the whole room is, like, screaming. Beyonce's, like, like hitting on the table. Blue Ivy's, like, skipping somewhere. (laughs) Beyonce's (laughs) laughing. Everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I finish the solo, and I'm like, all right, well, we'll see, you know. (laughs) Clearly, they liked it. All the dancers inside the room, which most of them I knew anyway because I'm a dancer by trade. So, Whatever the case is, you know, they were all screaming and stuff. And so I was like, all right, cool. So when I walked off the stage, her musical director actually came, come over, came over to me. And he was just like, Beyonce really loved that you were the only girl. And she would like to know if you would like to stay. If I would like to. (laughs) What you don't know is that I already have rehearsal attire in my bag. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) So I was, you know, I mean, I was just wanted to be prepared for the moment. I did have like two pairs of tights, but I had to go shopping while I was out there. But, you know, it was an amazing experience. And for me, most of the people that got booked on that job were booked by like her choreographer, casting directors and that whole thing to fit this look. And so for me to be booked because she saw something special in me. And then on top of that, I didn't even come out there to be getting a solo. But. Coachella was such a huge historic moment. You right. know what I'm saying? It's on Netflix and like mm-hmm. I got a whole 45 second solo. Like that yeah. shit's nuts to me.
0: And what I will say is that, you know, Coachella, well, pre-pandemic was something that happened every year, right? Right. So the thing about it is that I honestly feel that no matter what Beyonce does, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's Beachella, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything that's after it, it pales in comparison. So for you to be a part of beachella and oh no, kill and oh have your solo. So nuts. When we were walk because of course, like again, nobody knew because mm-hmm. of course you wanted to keep your job. Right. When we saw you on that screen, yes, I was like <laughs> that's
3: is-
4: that's my dog, like, yes. and the
0: whole family community went up. For you everybody realized that that yeah, is I such a seeing, huge like, moment. It
4: I, I, I remember watching and I, mm-hmm. I remember seeing tweets about it. It was like a I remember somebody tweeted the long ass, like they drug your name out, like something serious. Like, it was
1: uh-huh. like,
0: the Dear Brother, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. like,
4: uh-huh. and, I <laughs> like, I it, love and it. like I said,
0: it just don't compare. Like, there's like, you work for Beyonce. Like, mm-hmm. Beyonce is like literally the Michael Jackson of, of our time. Of our for generation, sure, without of, question. Without and I question. always ask people who are in the entertainment industry, like, who do you want to work with? They always say, Beyonce. You work with Beyonce. I know. Who if else? I,
2: well, let me tell you. So, this is what's so crazy. I have a vision board, which I'm, I hope most people do vision boards because they definitely work. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of my vision board was Beyonce, mm-hmm. Sierra, uh, Beyonce, Sierra, and Kelly Rowland.
3: Mm hmm
2: cause they're all tall artists. I love them so much. And I mean, there's other artists that were on my vision board, but the fact that they were like the three artists, like right in the middle. Okay. So yeah, in the middle of my vision board is like Beyonce, Kelly Rowland and Sierra love Sierra. Always wanted to dance with her and stuff like that. So after I did Coachella, Literally, I worked with all three of those artists like in that same year within like a month of each other. So it was just like a blessing, you know what I'm saying? And I never imagined that like my career would unfold so quickly in just one year after doing one job, which obviously I knew in rehearsals and stuff like that. I'm like, once this comes out, I already know my career about to go to the next level because it's mm. Beyonce. And then just a much, as much time as we put in a rehearsal and I just knew the rest of the world had no idea what she was coming with and she had just had the twins and she had been on the hiatus for a while and how hard we came. I'm like, it's, it's without a question, everybody who's on this stage, career is going to go to the next level. And so I had never imagined that like I would work with all my dream artists in one year within like two months of each other. So that was like I forgot super you worked dope. with
0: Ciara. I'm glad you worked with Sierra. I did work I did with, with Sierra,
2: forget. and yeah, that was a great that was a great opportunity. And then I got an opportunity to go on tour with her, but things went a little left. We won't talk about that. Okay. Here's another fail. Well, not a failure, but you know, things this didn't work out. Agency. Things happen. Yeah. happen. yeah. Whatever. So it's it was it's all love. You know, love Sierra down to this day. Um, but I definitely you know got her on my resume now, so I feel good about that.
0: Now you know, Beachella, it was y'all did the whole pink
2: night, mm-hmm. and then
0: the um yellow night yellow night, yellow night which one was, was your favorite
2: um so yellow night was ugh, it's kind of hard to say yellow night was nerve-wracking because it was the first night and then just because we were on hush mode for so long and i just couldn't wait for my family to see uh-huh. it for my family to see it because not like my mom she was like what are you in la for and i was like mommy if i told you i would have to kill you like i can't mm-hmm. even tell you she was like you need to let me know what you're doing i'm like just know that i'm in la this is the address of where i'm staying at." That's all I can tell you right now. So then (laughs) yes, I want to keep my job, you know? And so like, maybe like, I'm gonna say maybe like a week before I was like, can you come to LA? I got tickets for you to come to this show or whatever. So she wasn't able to get off work or whatever the case might be. But like, I had to let the cat out the back. I'm like, listen, it's gonna be streaming on YouTube. Make sure you figure it out. Mm. Don't tell nobody. And I'm like, I can't afford to lose my job. So please don't say anything to anyone, mom. So of course she didn't, Um, but yeah. So yellow night was great. Because it was the first time it was coming out, it was like all the nerves, but I had a better performance on the peak night because, you know, that was my first time performing in this audience of like, I don't even know how many hundred thousands of people were Mm -hmm. there. It was so many people there, and that was my biggest crowd to date, you Mm -hmm. know, and I performed all over this nation in different theaters and all this sort of stuff and concerts and... All that sort of thing, but that was the largest crowd I ever performed in front of. And I knew I couldn't let Beyonce down. Like, she just gave me her stage. Like, she went backstage to go get a drink of water and she gave me her platform to, like, capture audience attention. Like, you know, so definitely Yellow Night was nerves, but great. And then Pink Night was a better performance. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm.
0: So, speed it up to where we are now, like 2020 and 2021. Uh huh. You work with Doja.
2: I have worked with Doja. She's amazing. Love Amala down. How Love her that? down. Oh, my gosh. And that's well, a
0: VMA performance, correct? That was a
2: VMA performance. That was so much fun. I mean, ooh, let me not say it was It was fun working with her and being on set. But, you know, being in the middle of COVID, people still trying to figure things mm-hmm. out. The VMAs was the first performance that anybody had, or big entertainment event that happened since the shutdown. So it was just a lot of, like, back and forth and, um You know, we had to get COVID tested every other day. My poor little nose. I don't know if y'all follow me on Instagram, but I had Booger Chronicles because they was up my nose almost every other day. I was over it. But we got to step, and the day we were actually supposed to film... Uh, we were on stage for rehearsal and then one of the production direct, uh, production assistants came inside and was like, everybody, shut this down. Somebody tested positive for COVID. Get out of here. Like, And of course, we all panicking because it's like people are dying from COVID at this right, point. Right. You know, and it's like we all took tests before we got to set today, too, today. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So for us to be getting shut down because of that, was crazy so they ended up putting us back into quarantine we had to stay out there for like 14 more days they put us up in a really nice mansion which was really great (laughs) um it was really great but we got I got tested like 15 times in 25 days and Mm -hmm. it was just like a lot but overall the experience was like amazing it was beautiful Doja is such a dope artist her choreographer Courtland is everything like it definitely was one of my favorite performances really yeah yeah and then
0: most recently Flo Millie Oh, my God. How did that come about? Could you kill her. It's like the Roaring Twenties theme on yes. it. That
2: was dope. So, Flo Millie, love her down. She's a great artist. Um, she has a song called Week. I don't know if y'all ever heard that. Y'all know that song? I, yeah, I, I heard These Week. These niggas it's, it's, week. It's,
0: it samples week. Yes. It, it's, it's oh, right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> love that song. She actually got me through a breakup with that song because, you know, niggas ain't shit. Anyway. said. She got me through with that song. And so, that was a really dope opportunity working with her because, I mean, I think body type... She fits me so when i saw her i was like oh i would like to dance for her one day mm-hmm. so that opportunity actually came about because sean bank had posted um he was looking for tall dancers five seven and tall and i'm like sean hit me so he hit me to come to this audition i came to it booked the job and that was great as well but also that job was happening during COVID. so the day before we were actually supposed to film that job somebody tested positive for COVID, so they had to shut down production we Whatever, wait, had to wait 14 days, retest again, and then we shot the video. So that was a really dope experience. Do, um, Doja, Flo Millie's team is pretty cool. You know, all the dancers that were on set were dope as well. So
0: love that, love that too. You know who I'm surprised that you haven't worked with yet? Ooh. Maybe you have, but maybe I missed it. I don't think you have, though. Ooh. Missy.
2: Haven't worked with Missy yet. Have not. I would love to work with her, but all my friends I know that work for her, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm, I'm set up for because that Sean, no
0: Because Sean, like you said, Sean, Sean Benguet, one of, her, he's one of her, yep. her choreographers. No,
2: he's definitely oh, Oh, he's Sean, everything. Sean he, be killing it. His pocket is just stupid. Like, I just love him. Is he from him. Florida? He's from, you from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta? He from Atlanta.
0: No, he give, like, the way the choreography that I see mm-hmm. him do, like, yeah. it gives me South Florida vibe. Oh, you're
2: talking about, what's that, uh, that do it challenge? Yeah. So I know my uh, my uh one of my childhood best friends named Bianca, she did Coachella with me too. She's one of Missy's dancers. She did that video. And I know that, like, when they're in rehearsal and stuff, Missy just loved movement. She loved mm-hmm. dancing. So they just groove out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Bianca being from Florida, doing rideouts and all that sort of stuff or whatever, I'm sure that's probably how the uh-huh. choreography got incorporated into it. But it's, that definitely had a lot of South Florida influence in that thing. Definitely saw that. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you've also dabbled in acting. You I mentioned have. Um, the quad. And then I also saw you in Boomerang.
2: Uh huh. That was my first speaking role, praise the Lord. I saw that. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, you said dancing is your first love. Mm-hmm. If you had to, as far as somebody gave you opportunity today to do full time for the rest of your life and, you know, you are gonna get paid regularly. Mm-hmm. Would you do acting or would you do dancing?
2: Definitely acting. Okay. Just because acting is a lot softer on the body. Like even now, like I just did a I just shot a concept video for one of my choreographer friends and I was like. Nadir, you 30, and, you know, the body don't bounce back like it used to no more. Like, I used to be able to just drop down, okay, do it, and, you know, life mm. goes on. But now it's just like it's a little, you know, little nicks and pains. You know, you feel it in your knees and your back and stuff like that. But what I will say is that I, I, I find a lot of joy not in necessarily journalism, but more so like, you know, like speaking publicly, you know, hosting, things of that nature. I just love talking to people and just kind of like keeping the energy going. So definitely Would you be
0: interested in choreographing for somebody. If the opportunity presented itself like for a world tour or something.
2: So I used to want to do stuff like that all the time. Right. But I just feel like there's people who are really freaking passionate about choreography and creative direction and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't find a lot of passion in that. I mm-hmm. have more passion and more so dancing and allow like the creative process is my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Seeing people um put together movement and concepts and you know costumes and lighting and that whole thing or whatever so i would be more on the like producer side of things bringing the whole project together less of like you know being just in the space of choreographer only you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's really dope mm-hmm. i'm real. like do you have anything that's upcoming that you can talk about oh you do.
2: I do have something coming you up. Do. I'm so glad I you I do this Go ahead.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, the
2: beans. um, so if y'all don't know, one of our cult classics, uh, Cult Classics, which is also an iconic film, uh, Coming to America, you know what I'm saying? It came out. The first one came out like 30 something years ago. Yeah. So, 30 something years later, Coming to America 2 is coming out and I'm a, a featured principal dancer yeah. inside of that movie. It's coming out on March 5th, which also happens to be my birthday. Woo! That's right.
0: Pisces in the building. <laughs> Pisces
2: in the building. So I'm super excited about that. Y'all make sure y'all tune into that on Amazon Prime, you know, stream it, invite some friends over, get some popcorn. I'm sure the movie's going to be like undeniably. And I'm just praying, cross his fingers, that I get real good camera time since I made the trailer too. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. My bad. Are they only streaming it? To my knowledge, yes, they're only streaming it. And then Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I heard a little buzz about like some select theaters are showing it, but I just don't imagine too many people are comfortable at the movie theater just yet.
0: Now, was this done before COVID?
2: It was. Okay. It was. It was filmed before COVID. I can't remember when, but it was definitely before COVID, and mm. it was at Tyler Perry Studios, is where we filmed, which that was amazing because that was one of the first films that we got to do on his new lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, at Tyler Perry Studios, it's on an old Confederate grounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. to see that, like, one, this property is owned by a black man. Two, we're working on like this iconic film, you know, as a sequel 30 years later with like, we had Arsenio Hall, freaking Eddie Murphy, like all, just all the legends that were a part of that film there. Plus like new up and coming like artists like Tiana Taylor. And um, there's just so many people that were involved inside of the film. And then looking at all the dancers, the production, the crew, everybody was so black. And you could just feel the energy like Mm -hmm. everybody was on one accord. So I'm hoping that that translates on film as well.
0: Speaking of Tiana, that's another artist I can see you working with.
2: Oh, I love her down. Yeah. But she yeah, said she retiring. retiring.
0: I don't believe that. I just feel like, you know how artists you get know, frustrated sometimes. Artists get frustrated. She said the
2: industry don't appreciate her, but I'm like, well, sis, I appreciate you. Please don't stop making yeah. music. I yeah, love I her
0: really music. Yeah,
1: Nah, when I seen it, I was like, they ain't got to appreciate you. There's a lot of us out here that I fuck with you. Y'all. Yeah. Right, her she music was was is so good, me. and she's like, a great I artist. I like, I like, I
0: like I her as a person. I like her as a person. I like her as a person,
2: but it's like
1: she's not a horrible singer. Like, I be trying to figure out why people... Don't give her credit.
2: Her album was. I love her album. Bruh, I still rock so her album. Yeah.
1: For, I'm like, bro, the girl can sing, bro. Why y'all hating? She can. Yeah. I don't,
2: know. She really I, can. don't leave. <laughs> that'll that'll
0: don't be. Leave. Yeah. I feel like Please y'all, say, Tiana. Y'all chemistry and how y'all move. I feel like that would be a dope collaboration. So I'm putting. That I out will
2: there. say. I will say that Tiana is shorter. She's on the shorter side. So mm-hmm. that usually is like my biggest like roadblock. My height. So a lot of times when I do get feet, when I do get picked up for projects, it's because I'm being featured in something because my height. So it's like a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. So when I do get the jobs, it's like the bigger part of the job, but it's hard to book all the time because like I did a Honey Four with um, Tiana Taylor. She was the lead character inside mm-hmm. of Honey Four, and I did some um, dance work inside of that film. Um, she was so little, so petite.
0: Your resume is impressive. Is it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank
0: like, <laughs> like even if you didn't do shit after Beachella. yeah, can nobody say Beyonce picked me specifically to do the symbols part? Right, exactly. I'm on Netflix mm-hmm. still. Yeah, like you to know the state.
2: Saying? Make sure y'all stream that too. Right.
0: Like that was an awesome production. <laughs> for so sure. like Again, I'm really, really proud of you and oh, everything you're doing. Oh,
2: thank you, and I'm proud of y'all too. Like dope. this is so dope. I'm so glad y'all invited me to be here. Like. Thank you for being no like rattlers doing amazing things you know in the world so you know i i I celebrate y'all platform you know what i'm saying
0: Rattlers Rattlers. do great things you know what we do
2: cream of the crop cream of the crop rise to the top exactly
0: so y'all have anything else or you have anything else you want to share
2: Nah, y'all just you know continue to show did me love. Oh yes, yes y'all did. But let okay. me say this too. Sorry I got a, I got a to drink. I got yeah. a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that it would be a drink here, but it's okay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, yes, I'm coming to do crown conversations. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> gonna have me a killer cocktail. <laughs> I was gonna stop, here. I was already late. Oh, that look. means that you gotta come back. Yeah, you're always welcome Where back. Can we find you? Exactly. I was about to say that next. Please, y'all, follow me on, so, on social media, on Instagram, at I am underscore Nadira. That is N-A-D is in Delta, E-R-A-H. And um, I also have my inter- uh, my finance page, which is Entertainers Financial, Entertainers underscore Financial. So for all your financial needs.
0: Um, drink of choice. Do you like brown or dark? I mean, brown or um, white?
2: So I will say that more recently... More recently, I'm on the darker side. Okay. No, that's right. I love a good single malt. Oh. I like I'm a, for
0: next time. When she yeah. come, we can have what she I like.
2: My, I'm you. a... I'm a little, I'm a little bougie with my drinks, so I'm giving like a little Glenfiddich, a little Macallan, you know,
0: okay.
2: you know, give me we something can do cute. that. maybe a little Johnny Walker might work as well. Okay, you know,
0: The next time you come, we need to bring our boy back. No, I, would I was about just to say that. About I that because he hit me up and was like, "Can I come back again in March yeah. so you can curate drinks?" So If you're free, yes, we
3: we'll have I would you just come to. and just talking yes. vibe yes. with us or whatever. That uh-huh. would be dope. Would love to. And
0: since so she spoke about her platforms and things like that less because she's going to be introducing us to a new audience. So we'll all just go around and say our social media. And then of course our um, Instagram page for the podcast. For sure. she wants to go? Go ahead. Let you me go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I well, my, IG pa- my IG is a.jay.williams. And then of course our podcast page is crown conversations podcast and that's on IG.
1: Oh, okay 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 so uh my Instagram handle is at team underscore Malcolm Malcolm with two l's not one so yeah y'all follow me on that
2: wait. I know. Two L's not one. M-A-L-C-O-L-L. M-A-L-C-O-L-L. Oh, I was like, wait. Oh,
1: yeah, it's two L's because a lot of people spell. No, like, like Aw, when Aw, people. Yeah, I thought it was M A L L C O. Nah, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was
2: like, you got a lot of quirks. Yeah, That's nah, pretty like, interesting. Yeah, I yeah, know
1: kind of how some people spell yeah, it. Yeah, some people L. like M-A-L-C-O-M. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah. That's not how you spell Malcolm. At all. It's Malcolm. Malcolm.
3: I hate it.
4: Miss Jen and Juice, M S J E N N J U I C E. Big Juice. Know Big Juice. <laughs> Big Juice. <laughs> <laughs> a little sip. Just a little, a little love. peach
1: juice. <laughs> peach drink. All right, what's up? Right.
3: Peach drink. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Miss Kayla, what's up? Hey y'all. Late ass. Hey
2: mama. Hey, hey mama. Oh,
5: listen. She had things to do. It's okay. Listen, listen, I'm trying to get some money.
0: Hey listen hey. We
5: in the second phase Of planning for the next Art show y'all So oh, it's, shit. it's getting real It's gonna be where I had a really big like
0: Where's it gonna be I told you That's I told you okay. I've been meeting with people In okay.
3: different venues Like this shit is No it's gonna be here Or is it gonna yeah, be it's gonna be in another state It's okay. gonna be here in Atlanta okay. So we're
0: gonna
2: do another phase Here in Atlanta Oh guess
0: like, what listen, I'm getting I my knee I, right I, boy you go sit D-ride. your, your oh, oh, ass okay. still. I'm like, what Because of I'm like, you said it.
2: art. I'm like, ooh, cute. But you getting knees, right? What's the what's gift? Her art
0: show is literally like an experience. Like, she has the art gallery set up. She has food, open bar. Oh, and she also had a DJ. So,
1: I'll tell y'all off back, for those of y'all who don't know, like, when it comes to like really curating an event, Kayla is, is the dopest. Like mm. I, I told her that after the, after yes, the fact, Kayla. I think I FaceTimed you like the next morning. So we I was the like, next it's the next day, like I told her, I'm like, hey, Kayla, your birthday was the best birthday party I ever been to as an adult. Oh, mm-hmm. Like wow. I'm 29. I, bro, you the I swear
5: you to God. When I tell you, I had I so that. much fun. Like I,
1: I, the next morning I woke up, I was like, I was so ecstatic the next morning. I'm like. Last and night we marathon
5: drank the next day with no hangover on it. Like we uh, all. The
1: next day we drank <laughs> for like sixteen hours straight.
5: Yeah, dead ass, no, no stop. No, oh my god, love. But I'm in the next phase of planning the next show. The first awesome. show, y'all, like, and you should notice, like, as an entertainer, like, mm-hmm. doing things for other people, you lose a lot of yourself. Oh Even yes, Even though girl. this Woo. is what you're ordained to do. Mm-hmm um i didn't know that i was put in a space to like be a full-time creative like i'm just oh, wow. I'm, you know you just be good at a lot of shit mm-hmm. you know a lot that's of things. something that right. you're really right. good at yeah i will give so, you so excuse my tardiness y'all mm-hmm. i'm really trying to like put everybody in a space where like we all win together for sure um mm-hmm. but yeah you know we mm-hmm. all you know we all we got but we all no, we li- got. no no literally we, we all we, we got. got for real because
1: family <laughs> and friends Listen. We'll talk off air about
5: that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so and then like I definitely want to connect with you about your Your second business too because it's very important, like, especially when you're talking about taxes this year. Oh my gosh, um, yes. My first year, like working with L'Oreal dog, I owe taxes. I was like <gasps> mm-hmm. oh I owe y'all money. Like, you know, I ain't <laughs> but you know, it's just just the reality of it of people don't understand. They think you're getting these big ass checks, they're not realizing like you waiting thirty to ninety days. Right. Oh, come but, on girl <laughs> i'm about, about to say th- something you wait <laughs> me <laughs> to cut
2: my check cut my check
5: <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> you you waiting like you literally like leasing office i got you where my check at like but anyways y'all second phase of planning is it, actually in the works i'm thankful awesome. we're actually gonna have an actual gallery Ooh, nice. let's where get i ain't it. gotta worry about nobody coming that in to no walls That's awesome. gosh. Gosh. but y'all can but
1: even me. how that turned out i felt like yeah, that shit don't. was I feel like it was so fitting, like things worked out how they were supposed to, even if yeah. you didn't know that nobody yeah. else knew that. So it's like
5: nobody yes. else. And that's I, like, I had fucking fun. That's a, <laughs> message. that's a message for all of us on this podcast. That's mm-hmm. a message for all of us. Like, even if we don't think that if we're not OK with the quality, we don't understand hey man, what's listen, quality put it to out other there. people. Put it out so, there. So like, we're still doing a great job mm-hmm. at everything. Yep. Because there's no
1: guidebook to none of this. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you work in the entertainment business, when you're working, when you work in, when you're a creative, there is literally no guidebook and it don't matter. Like someone can give you somebody who's been in the industry for 20 years. They can give you, they can, they can spread wisdom. They can enlighten you on certain things. Tell you about their experience. Literally. What worked for them will not work, work because a lot of times it's not even about skill, bro. It'd be about opportunity. Come on. You could be the, the most skilled person in the room, and mm-hmm. it's like, bro, if you didn't take that opportunity, bro, that might push you back another two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another ten, but five that's years. Two,
5: five, two to five years that are meant for you to work and build on yourself. Like, mm-hmm. y- your first hit. Is not going to be when you expect it. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. did you expect yourself to be on a Coachella stage? Uh not that way I did. Right. No. right. Yeah, not it's not right. that way, not the way it turned like, out. You, <laughs> like you expected it, you definitely like for sure. put that thing working, into perspective yeah. for you. But, but that's what you didn't what it know it was gonna be then and there. Like, for sure. Like, but but
1: it'd it be important, it also be important for people to speak what they want and manifest what they want because and, and not be so So keen on how I get there. Like, yeah, I want it because what you do is when you start saying like, oh, I want it this way, you literally cut yourself yourself off from all the upper, all the other opportunities and routes it takes to get there. Like it's multiple ways to, it's multiple ways to get to the store than the one way you go, mm-hmm. but yeah, you I mean. just have your head so stuck on that, bro. You I want to I wanna speak on that a little bit. I want to speak
2: on that, because even going back to Coachella, which we can obviously say this is one of the biggest moments in my career, I was very sure that I wanted to be a dancer on stage with Beyonce at Coachella. It was 95 female dancers on that stage. You just saw some of their faces, but most of them, you don't really know they were there unless right. you saw their Instagram page. It was like, yes, girl, you was there. Yeah. But I got on stage with Beyonce with a pair of symbols in my hand, which I never expected it to be like that. And I got way more freaking camera time than I ever, than most of them people on that stage. Right. It was 150 of us you, on stage. You mm-hmm. took opp-
1: you took the opportunity, and not only did you take the opportunity, is when it came, like you had you you stepped up to the plate Absolutely. and you swung. So like that, I, I think for a lot of people, and uh, like when I lean away from that is uh, what I take away from that. A lot of us, and especially in our age group we have to stop getting letting depression and letting other people views of what we doing and mm-hmm. putting a set of timeline on yep. ourselves because mm-hmm. it's like, bro, who says I, you gotta be a millionaire by right. 30? Ooh, that's a word. Like Oof. stop. Who said that? Yep. And we let, we let social media propaganda make us feel yeah, like, like, like we bro. behind because yep. we comparing ourselves to the people on Instagram who you don't know how, what they did to get right. to that right. point. Right. You don't know what they like when they go home. Yep. So it's like at the end of the day, like, you have to persevere through it all, whatever struggles you're going through, and, mm-hmm. and stop cutting yourself short of opportunities just because you feel like you, you belong in this okay. class. Or, yeah. Nah, you belong mm-hmm. in the class that's going to win. Right. right. And it don't matter how long it takes you to win, bro. The ultimate goal is to win. Right. And enjoy the experience getting there, even the bad days.
3: Ooh.
0: Kayla, before you, that's a great way to end, but Kayla, you didn't give them your handle. I want to make sure everybody oh, gets their handle out it's,
5: there. um, literally, it's pronounced Kayla, like, I T S the word pronounced K A Y L A. Can you spell
0: pronounced? Because people don't know how to spell. P R O. They don't need to be listening.
5: No, like when, you need to read. First. No, people don't. You should really see people like even in sober settings. When I tell them my Insta handle, mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Yeah, it's it's pronounced Kayla." They'll be like, "K." No, no, no. The word it's. K A. No, literally the word. But like but you you made you
1: made a witty name. Yeah, it's so witty. Well, it's pronounced Kayla.
5: Because people
2: fuck
1: up my name, like Kayla,
5: people call me Kayla. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying right. is in oh
1: my her Instagram handle it says it's pronounced it's Kayla. Pronounced Kayla. Right. So, so like, some like, the struggle
5: learning. is like, oh my god. Right. Well, it's it's pronounced Kayla. Um, <laughs> that's it. You my you funny as
1: shit. <laughs> G, you funny as hell.
0: Hashtag
5: is pronounced Kayla. Right. If you can't find it, right? Come on out. <laughs>
2: but
0: again, dear we want to thank you for stopping by. This yeah, has been I've a great, great me, conversation. Yeah. Like you literally. I'm sure somebody's gonna learn because I learned some shit about you that I ain't even know like. yes <laughs> but um yeah y'all make sure y'all stay tuned to us yes Alyssa's art shows coming up. I'm excited to and learn off to
5: air. We hope to have you here. Yes, like, I, I plan on coming back as listen, long as y'all have me. I'm, I'm I'm excited to listen to the first half of the episode <laughs> I, I know you dropped some gems. No, like, she really like, did. Yeah, like yeah. just industry wise, like working mm. in the creative industry, like mm-hmm. just doing shows and yes, all ma'am. that. Like Antonio, tell you like I'd be complaining about COVID tests. Oh yeah, girl, man, yeah. working on set, how it's different now. The social distance, the, the you That's gotta leave
2: offset off every hour for the them to mask, like you know, the N95 room. Fucking yeah, right. It's Shit like
5: that. So I'm excited to listen for the to the first half of the episode. I'm thankful that you came. Thank you so much. We all and got we, aligned, y'all. And <laughs> we will
0: have drinks for you next time you come. Of course. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Thank Jeez. you for tuning in.
3: Later, y'all. y'all be safe.